when you wish upon a star, sometimes you get us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is the popular Apocrypha podcast where we take your favorite fictional characters and give them a makeover. And sometimes we tackle characters that may or may not have a devoted fan base that will be incredibly angered by our thoughts on that character. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. I'm Riley, and today we're joined by... Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. Usual cast and crew. For uh, today's game, we're going to start off by playing a game called How Do You Do? Uh, where we will sing back famous Disney songs. Nice. Holy cow, what happened? My phone fell off. Oh, jeez. Um, but uh, How Do You Do? Uh, where we sing back famous Disney songs using only the word do. <laughs> Make sense? Yes. Cool. So I have a hat here. I have of, to pick a Disney song. Uh, different Disney songs. Um, they're more well known than others. Some are super easy. Some are not. Um, however, go ahead and pick one, Nick. Dibs on Magic Carpet, right? And don't show us. Okay. So you have to. You have to guess it. Yeah. So you have to sing. Oh, easy. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Oh, I just start now. <clears throat> Do 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 and so what I'm trying to say is it's completely fair because I've forgotten. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have. Oh, okay. I believe you. You don't sound like you believe I don't me. have to sound like anything. That's fair. It's ASMR for our at-home listeners. Oh, oh great. That's going to be great, mm. to, great to edit later. Thanks. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Oh man. <clears throat> do 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 do. do, 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 do. Is that not do, the title? Do, do, hey, no, you're right. Do, 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 do. But for the people at home that can't see, Nick is making do, 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 do. dramatic eye contact do, do. with me do, do. the whole time. Tyler, your turn. Do. Now keys me. No. <laughs> I'm married. And? <laughs> and I value our relationship. Our relationship? Or My wife and I's relationship. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I wasn't sure I was gonna do that because it's so just like. Yeah. All right, I'll do one more and I'll be lost. Back to back to machine gun. Yeah. Throwback to the post show that you haven't heard yet. That you won't probably never hear. Hey. Are you ready? No. Okay, I'm gonna go without you then. Cool. I'm ready. Um, here it goes. Uh, do 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 along with us. Um, so, as you can kind of probably gather from the game, today's episode is Disney-themed. Um, the character we are doing for today is actually Jiminy Cricket, as picked by the last uh, random drawing from the episode. So, um, we're going to get into a little bit of the, the history of Jiminy Cricket and the lore, and then we'll move from there. So, uh, Jiminy Cricket is the deuterogenous... That's a good word. I did not know what this word meant, um, but I really like it, and I think I will continue to use it from now on. Uh, a deuterogenist is the second most important character in something. So the protagonist is the most important character, but the deuterogenist is the second most important character. That's good to know. Yeah. Will you, will you spell it for me? Uh, it's like D-E-U-T-E-R-A. Gnist. <laughs> and what, wait, which letter is is that last one? Uh, Gunnist. A Gunnist. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. more of a um, vocal inflection than a letter. Oh. It's symbolized like a by thing. a swirly thing, like an umlaut, or like the silent p on something, or like a lambda. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Lambda? Excellent. Deuterogenist. Um, anyway, he is the deuterogenist of the 1940 Disney animated feature film Pinocchio. For starters, he is a cricket, as suggested by the name Jiminy Cricket. He also serves as Pinocchio's conscience throughout the movie, where Jiminy is tasked with keeping the wooden boy in line, teaching him valuable life morals and the dangers of temptation, all the while adding like his own wise-cracking comedic comedy relief element to the otherwise coming-of-age moralistic story um he has appeared along with uh, mickey mouse and tinkerbell as kind of company mascots in a lot of advertising and other types of um, media uh and he is notable for being the original performer of pinocchio's opening song when you wish upon a star um, which would later become kind of the uh title anthem for the walt disney corporation um as their like representative song uh, Jiminy is based off of the talking cricket from the original Pinocchio book that the film from Disney is based off of. However, in the book, um, the cricket tries to talk to Pinocchio about his bad behavior and, and what he can do to fix it and all this stuff, kind of like Jiminy Cricket in the movie. However, in the book, he is immediately killed by a hammer. Um, and then he soon comes back as an equally naggy cricket ghost. Hmm. So that happens in the book. Um, not in the movie. Uh, according to Walt Disney and the other filmmakers, uh, Jiminy's role in kind of the movie is meant to develop the friendship aspect of, of Pinocchio. Um, so while Pinocchio is a, a story about learning morals and, and you know, 
learning right from wrong, it's also developing this human aspect of, of friendship, about being a boy and having friends. Um, his name is derived from the phrase Jiminy Crickets, which was a polite kind of uh, expletive euphemism used uh, for place of saying Jesus Christ out loud. It's the same, like, uh, letters, so it was kind of like a euphemism for Jesus Christ was Jiminy Crickets. So, anyway, his name is derived from that phrase, um, and consequently, uh, the phrase Jiminy Crickets is actually used in the predecessor film in the Walt Disney uh, timeline of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, it was actually set in that movie as an expletive, hmm. and then uh, Pinocchio came out with the character Jiminy Cricket. So, um, Jiminy Cricket is an uh, official, like, conscience. Uh, that's like what he is designated as in the um, in the movie. He is Pinocchio's conscience. He's uh, famously known as being a level-headed and wise figure, capable of leading Pinocchio down the righteous path. However. If you look at the film, he didn't actually start out that way. Instead, Jiminy Cricket is initially introduced as kind of a wisecracking, feisty, um, worldly, kind of cynical, um, but overall humble realist who believes very little in magic um, and, quote, wishing upon stars, end quote, as the song would suggest. Mm. Um, actually, when he's introduced, he admits that his past self initially had very little faith in the idea of dreams coming true. It's also hinted at in the movie that uh, Jiminy once saw the world as a troubled place. At one point, it's quoted as him saying in the movie, quote, a conscience is that still small voice that people won't listen to. That's the trouble with the world today, end quote. In contrast to this, he's also kind of portrayed early on as fairly quirky and, and fun-loving. His, his introduction scenes show him engaging in conversations with inanimate objects and wanting to chat. Um, and it even goes so far as to kind of flirt with the, the female models that like Geppetto uses for female puppets. Um, he flirts with, with the molds. Um, but uh, throughout all, he kind of displays this air of class and and kind of carrying himself with this stylish flair or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, he, he, he wasn't always the sage and devoted um, friend of Pinocchio that uh, he's kind of idealized as now. In, in fact, it seems that he only really took on the role of Pinocchio's caretaker in the movie because he was too flustered by the Blue Fairy's beauty to say no. Um, which I can get. I mean, I don't blame him. Um, so he says yes to this offer, and then he does make an effort to be Pinocchio's conscience, but often he would let the stress of the position get to him, and actually twice in the movie he gets so frustrated with Pinocchio's behavior that he literally abandons him in two fits of pure fury. Um, he also struggles with um, this, like, his belief in his own self-worth and, and, like, Quite a bit of, of internal stuff is happening. So uh, throughout the movie, we see Pinocchio's growth, but also we see Jiminy Cricket's growth. Um, his love for Pinocchio does eventually grow and develop and overcomes his shortcomings at the beginning of the movie and grows to become Pinocchio's close friend. Um, so actually, he starts out kind of one character and then does develop into a new character alongside Pinocchio, who is also growing and developing into a new character. So... Uh, at the very end of it, he even gets an official conscience badge and everything. Aww. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Um, he's appeared in multiple animated specials outside of Pinocchio. Um, some live-action stuff, like um, Once Upon a Time, and in video games, like in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, he's a prominent figure in the Disney universe and is synonymous with good morals and keeping consciousness clean. So, with the history and everything established... Um, I take it to you guys, where do we go from here? I think something that I'd like to start by asking is we put Jiminy Cricket on the list, right? Because in our heads, I think at the time, we thought he was a pretty backseat player in the Pinocchio movie. However, through like research and watching snippets back of the movie, he does actually have more development than we originally thought. Um, so 
moving forward then? Is it an issue? Because I think, I think that Jiminy Cricket still has some areas in which I'm not satisfied with his character. Um, but I don't necessarily think lack of development is one of those areas anymore for me. But what are some things that you guys have as, like, areas that you want to touch about Jiminy Cricket, I guess? Things that you want to focus on. I have a question. Yes. That just off the bat, I just personally need an answer to. Yes. Can you explain to me the fundamental differences between what we see of Jiminy Cricket compared to what we see of Yoda in Star Wars? Because what I'm seeing is that they're basically the same character, but... Fundamental differences? Yes. Um, Yoda's a selfish jerk, and Jiminy Cricket is also a selfish jerk, so they're the same person. My point, set, match. They're not the same person. (laughs) I think... Prove it to me. Yoda is, in the beginning... Uh, has right like intentions for what the good of like moving forward with the Jedi Council and all that stuff. He has intentions for what should be done and what is good. Okay. And Jiminy doesn't. No. At the beginning of the movie, he's portrayed very much as cynical. Like he's just kind of wandering through, right? Okay. And okay. then the Blue Fairy is like, "Oh, hey." Bro, want to be a conscience? And Jimmy Cricket's like, you're hot, sure. And then... <laughs> Just a way to get in her pants. And then he becomes a moralistic figure. Let me specify. Mm. As Jiminy Cricket is to Pinocchio, how is it not the case that similarly Yoda is to Anakin Skywalker? Because Yoda is... A third wheel to the Obi-Wan Anakin thing. And Jiminy Cricket is a third wheel to the Geppetto. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Obi-Wan is in how many of the movies? Geppetto Five is out in of eight? All of the movies. No. Obi-Wan's in every movie. Is he in a, He's not in the last one. The most recent one. That's true. Oh, you're talking about like including... Like... Yes, he is. Including oh, yeah, Obi-Wan's the movie. first three. No, because... And then the second three. They're basically replaced yeah. Obi-Wan so, with Luke and the... Anyway, yeah. we're not so, going to get into that. In, but. In, in the good six... Well, no. The good three, he's in all of them. Mm-hmm. In the other three, he's also in all of them. Yeah. And then the new two... Eh. Geppetto is in the beginning and the end of the movie in Pinocchio. Otherwise, Jimmy Cricket goes on these adventures with Pinocchio to learn moral teachings. What's well, not just... Um, glance by the fact that Geppetto was not only gone for the majority of the movie, but also eaten by a whale for the majority of that movie. Sure. Like, he was... He was... He went out to sea for whatever reason, and I don't remember exactly what it was, and then we find out that he is um, eaten by a whale, and they all find him. Okay. In said whale. Okay. Jiminy Cricket is not Yoda. <laughs> oh, I will I will drop the Yoda thing. It just it it struck me how they're both small and green. N- that but <laughs> more so how uh Jiminy Cricket is supposed to be this like providing guidance. Yoda was supposed to provide guidance not only to Anakin but also to Luke mm. and um how he They both arguably at times shirk those responsibilities um, due to frustration or apparent frustration. So I just think that it's interesting that there are are some similarities other than appearance, but also appearance. Fair. Anyway. Jimmy Cricket came first. That's true. They're both small and green and can jump very high. Okay, listen. Crickets. That's Um, a well-known scientific fact. Jimmy Cricket can... Float because he has an umbrella. He doesn't mean he jump. can't jump. How do you get up on the windowsill if you can't jump? Fair. Okay. We're getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, other than 
Do not bring Yoda back up. Okay. <laughs> what Fine. other things would you like? Yes, to, and Riley. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, Jiminy Cricket is not Pinocchio's conscience, but his soul. Mm. I want to hear a little yeah. bit more about that. Yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Like delve a little bit more. So. What? <laughs> well, so we need a different spin on the cricket. So we can either decide that he is supposed to act as his conscience, or we can say that in that moment when the blue fairy decided that, hey, you want to be this kid's conscience, um, and he said, sure, because you're banging, uh, it wasn't because he just wants to get in her pants, but instead because the blue fairy cast a spell on him, turning him into the little boy's soul. He is now a horcrux for the little boy, Pinocchio, as who he did, is called in the hood. Who did Pinocchio kill? Who did Pinocchio kill? That um, horcrux requires Geppetto's the death of another. sense of loneliness. I don't think that counts. <laughs> I don't know if I like the road we're spiraling. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a spiral. Yeah. Can I'm gonna, you guys come up with a better idea. I'm going to cast that line and reel it back. Um... It won't get any better, but cool. Okay. <laughs> Savage. I agree with part of what Nick is saying. I think that it's like he experiences a satisfactory amount of emotional and character development, I think, alongside Pinocchio. I didn't say any of that. You said that we need to change what he is because there wasn't much else to pull from his original context to change. Mm -hmm. Like, what's left to change is fundamental characteristics of the character because within the universe, he's kind of okay. Right. Right? But perhaps what what is not satisfactory really isn't the development that he has throughout the series because we've had characters in the past where their development is unsatisfactory. But the character's cool, right? But rather, the character isn't cool the development is okay, right? So we start by changing the character, and then perhaps the development then changes. But I think with Jiminy Cricket, we have to start as who he is. What needs to be different about him? What do we not like about him? Do we not like that he's super moralistic? Do we not, do we not like that he's kind of becomes, at the end, this almost sage, know-it-all... I know the right way, yogi type of character. Mm-hmm. Do we do we like that? Do we not like his prim and proper attitude? Right? Well, we could say that. So, the cricket has a suit and tie, right? Top hat and... and he doesn't start out that way. No? He's kind of... he At the beginning, when he's cynical and worldly or whatever, mm-hmm. he's very much wearing, like hobo vagabond clothes like he's a traveler right and then when the blue fairy is like your conscience now bing he gets a suit so could we say instead of trying to flesh out what he becomes later we can flesh out his past instead where did um where did he come from Mm. where did jiminy come from why is he why yes where Where did did he he come come from from? cotton eye joe (laughs) little pinocchio um that's the same anyway what if the I don't want to I this could lead down a really big rabbit trail, mm-hmm. but a uh, comprehensive one okay. potentially. What if we accept that the entire film is a metaphor or an analogy rather for the human experience and the pursuit of truth? Hear me out. The whale is the, is, is the truth. The, and then each individual represents different uh, relationships to that, to the whale. So the father represents getting drowned within it. Um, the Pinocchio represents naivety of it. The blue fairy recognizes distance but acceptance of it. And Jimmy Cricket recognizes perhaps the most human cynicism and then moving toward acceptance and 
um, acknowledgement of, and then living within, per se. I think that that's a brilliant philosophical analysis, but... It went so far over my head. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps the whole movie is just a propaganda film. Jiminy Cricket is Uncle Sam. What? Propaganda. That's that's what we're talking about. So we're talking about propaganda. We're talking about Uncle Sam. Uh Right? The character of Uncle Sam created to stir up that... I'm... Yes. Um... (laughs) The creation of Uncle Sam, <laughs> created to stir up. So it was. It was created to stir up that that sense of uh, patriotism or that sense of duty for your country, right? So if we're talking about propaganda, then Jiminy Cricket is the Uncle Sam of this movie in the sense that it is supposed to stir up that uh, new sense of finding the truth and becoming a better person through that development of consciousness. Did I lose you? Because I lost me a long time ago. (laughs) All I'm trying to say is what if Jiminy Cricket is supposed to, maybe doesn't do it perfectly, but the character of Jiminy Cricket is supposed to represent the human transition of um, being skeptical about something toward living into that something whatever that something could be i think that my personal opinion that the the most um accurate according to how i see the movie um analogy would be that the whale is truth about um the divine or something something uh of that nature something like that but that's all i'm trying to say is that jiminy cricket not pinocchio Jiminy Cricket is the representation of true humanity, but that they're all versions of it. And if, if we accepted that, then we should accept that Jiminy Cricket once was a human. That's what I'm trying to get to. But Oh, like in Once Upon a Time. I mean, yes. But that wasn't what I was trying to get to. But yes, that's also the case. Well, I mean, that's what you hit. That's <laughs> you hit a square on the head. I, I did it. <laughs> I ended up there. That's where we landed. I landed um, there. Okay, so... Which the actor does a great job portraying yeah, the character. Well, wonderfully, way. wonderfully. Um, <laughs> cool. So, to once again reel her back in. Um, is that the direction we want to go? Do we want to flesh out his past, or do we want to go more philosophical with it? I am pro fleshing out the past of Jimmy Cricket. Where'd he come from? Why is he like he is? Why is he an angry little man? And why does he start being a good person once the fairy kicks into play? Okay. I like the past. Okay. However, I don't discount your analogy. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to do everything I can to make it fit whatever we decide. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Okay. I recognize your thoughts. Good luck. Now I'm going to ruin it. See that? (laughs) What What is his past? Uh... I think war veteran, a war veteran, war veteran. turned black market trader. Um, he sold human body parts no. to mm. no. mostly okay. mostly kidneys. Yep. The movie's in the 1940s, right? So it happens after World War One, towards the beginning of World War Two. Sure. Cool. So perhaps he was a veteran of of the Great War. Sure. Okay. Um, maybe... Which side was he on? You know, maybe to create kind of this wondering thing, he wasn't on a side. His home became the battlefield. Ooh, okay. Right? Ooh. Like... Switzerland. His... He's a, merc- he's a mercenary. <laughs> he's, he's a mercenary. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> totally he, kidding. He's, he's, a, <laughs> he's a mercenary. He's a, he's a hero for hire. Well, he's not a hero for hire. His home, his family got bombed or dug up in a trench or whatever, right? And then perhaps maybe if his family got dug up in a trench, they got separated. And that section of the war then became him trying to find his family as they're separated in this trench or whatever while bombs and bullets are going on and stuff and gas. Cool. And then 
I don't know, maybe he loses his family and that's like the cynical part of him coming out. Um, but the losing the family stereotype is used a lot. So what I don't if, know if I enjoy that. Maybe it's not his family, maybe it's his squadron. Maybe it's his platoon. I like, I'm thinking more along those lines. Like, what if he is on, what if it doesn't matter which side he's on? He's on one of the sides and he's a messenger cricket. And his job is to relay, um, and his squadron's job is to relay uh, information across the battlefield. What if he is not on the Axis or the Allied side, but rather he's a member of the Cricket Resistance? Okay. Who the humans are occupying our territory. Okay. Right? And okay. we need to get them out. Okay. Cool. Okay. So then they have like... The CRA. Yeah. The Cricket Resistance Association. What? The Cricket Resistance <laughs> Academy. The Cricket Resistance <laughs> Alliance. There we go. Cricket Resistance Alliance. We landed. Yeah. And his squad is the the um, Chirping Death. Chirping Death. Yeah. <laughs> so he's no longer a messenger. No, no he's no. an assassin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, maybe not an assassin. But, right, like maybe the crickets are mad because humans are occupying their home and blowing up their land and all this stuff so now they're like we gotta fight back and they chirp really loudly while they're sleeping so they can't get sleep or something I don't know right or they're really uh, Jiminy ends up really cynical because not only in this does he lose his entire squadron but more importantly not more importantly more effectively um, he recognizes that the spoils of war lead to nothing beneficial to either side, especially those caught in the middle. And that's mm. the ultimate truth that he takes away from the battlefield Oof. into the land of wherever Pinocchio is. Holland, I think? Uh, I, I have no uh, idea. I didn't find it. I, I, I think it's an Italian book. Okay. I think. Italy. So, I, Which, Ro- Rome specifically. Geographically, World mm. War One. then. The Vatican. Fit. The Vatican. He the Vatican. used to live in the Vatican before the war. Before he moved. <laughs> going Jim, even farther back. Germany. <laughs> the, and he the studied Catholic, the holy books. The Catholic mercenary. The Catholic cricket. The CC. It's like the boondock saints. Yeah, but for Jimmy cricket. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Boma boy Jay. <laughs> okay, so I think we've accepted that he was in World War One. So yes. Part of the resistance. Yes. He's a war veteran, yes. Um, yes. How does he lose his squad? What is the breaking moment that I makes him realize the world is... I. It has to be caused, I think, by both sides simultaneously. Or like... Both sides as in both occupants, uh, or as in the resistance and the humans? Uh, axes and allies. Okay, I, so not on the crickets part at all. I don't think so. Not like a false order that was given... I don't or, think it's necessary. I, I want to say that his platoon is indoctrinated okay. by either side. Or mm-hmm. by both sides. Oh, and so they, they, like, they leave him. Yeah, so it's not his platoon dies. It's his platoons turn their back on him. When he thinks that they're fighting for mm. uh, the freedom of their land and their people, instead his platoons decide, we want to be on the winning side. Oof. And they turn their back on Oof. the... CRA, mm-hmm. um, that do it. And Jiminy, this this complaint to Jiminy's um, original, like or his later um, sense of uh, justice or his his consciousness, right? Like that that rubs him so wrong. It makes him so angry that his his team leaves him or mm-hmm. his platoon uh, would turn against their people and turn against him and everything that they stand for. And instead become part of what they believe is going to be the winning side, right? Uh, pushing him over the edge, making him cynical and bitter. And I don't know whether that takes the form of, well, while he pushes back against his platoon, they injure him thinking he's going to die on the battlefield, or whether they just leave him in the dust and walk away. Either way, it feel, it, it hits his sense of morality in uh, like, like a sucker punch leaving him uh, cynical and frustrated with the world and with the people that he thought he could trust, but he no longer can. Maybe it's a, rather than uh, allying themselves with the humans, rather they go out on a mission and then when he turns to like talk to someone 
they've all retreated back to not the not the resistance but rather they've heard talk of it's better in the city like these whatever's happening are in the fields like in our old home but the city crickets say that it's safer over there right like his platoon or whatever is like no we just run from this it's about survival not taking back our land Mm. right and then he gets left alone right and is now like maybe not injured in that moment but in turning and seeing nothing he's like well i have to complete the mission and then gets injured in the mission leaving leaving him frustrated because he didn't have anybody at his back right and he blames them for his injury uh not his reckless disregard for so it was his own fault his safety Mm mm-hmm so he's cynical, but it's internal, so it's self-caused, which would fit well with the progression throughout the rest of the film, at least as we've so far left it. With what is so. his injury? With his growth. Uh, traumatic brain injury. Clipped wings. Ooh. Yeah. Loses his wings. He can't. He can't jump very high. Crickets, crickets have wings, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like, so instead of being able to fly, he now has to use his umbrella to, to coast and to float. Ooh, I like that. That's brilliant. That's really good. And that's that's why he's frustrated because this is such a, a huge part of him. Yep. Is that ability to glide, but he can no longer you know he can't do it. it. Yeah. What um, what happened? Was it gas? Was it? I think honestly, it might be better to leave that unanswered. Right. Just he like, he is injured. It was something that happened in the war. It's like it's like it, it he's he's heading off to do the mission and it fades out and the next that we see of him like if this were its own film sort of thing he's like in a cricket hospital bed recovering and you find out throughout the next little bit of the film that his mission was not successful and he uh, he got injured because he had no backup mm-hmm. and because he was being reckless and um, how, like what exactly happened doesn't matter as much as where he is now. Hmm. Which I think fits better with uh, the story of Pinocchio, too. So he's a gritty, cynical war vet. Right. Interesting. I like it. Cool. So then do we not want to touch the development or Pinocchio's interaction with him at all? I think it'd it'd be funnier, like kind of more heartwarming and funny if like... All the uh, Pinocchio, like the story, still is the same, but uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket's a lot more like Lieutenant Dan. And <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant <Yeah>. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> what like, happened to you? Shut legs? up! <laughs> I'm what happened to your wings? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, he's so hurt. All in favor? All right. <laughs> Those like, opposed. The the development and everything is still kind of the same, but he just interacts with Pinocchio similar to how Lieutenant Dan interacted with Forrest. Yeah, yes. right. Like he recognizes that he's there, but he's not always stoked about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah. And then now, like the blue fairy coming to Jimmy Cricket and saying to be a conscience, right, is kind of like, I mean, he, Jimmy Cricket's a ladies' man. Like, he's not going to say no to a beautiful lady, right? Mm. But then when she disappears, he's like, sure, I'll teach him conscience. Like, this is what the world is. Yeah. You know? Like, wise up. And then... Thus him getting frustrated and leaving right, at times. Because Pinocchio is a naive mm-hmm. child. Do you think that even though he failed his mission, he still thinks of himself as somewhat a hero? Oh, yeah. For charging in. Oh, uh, for regardless sure. of what his allies did. Or, or what, what his, his own like outcome is. Initially, maybe, I feel like over the course of it, that was lesson. And maybe him coming to acceptance of that is when he does kind of like the getting the suit and stuff. Is when he, he covers over not to forget, right. but to let go of the, like the wings. That, like, that's why he wears the suit. Is Now yeah. he's letting go of that. And he's yeah. redefining himself. Becoming someone... New per se, so we don't work anyway. But he's able to put on this, on this newer suit, gives him a a new not like outlook outlook on life, but instead like a new way to cover those old 
old wounds with something new and something that he, forward. Can be, he can be proud of and keep right. moving forward with. Yeah. Exactly. I think he, like, I, th- I think perhaps he, um, he recognizes that, uh, oh shoot, my, my, my thought was there and then it left. <laughs> um, I think what I was going to say was along the lines of he, um, Oh, yes, there it was. Found it. He starts out thinking he's a war hero, like you were saying. Mm. And then, like, he still struggles with this this self-doubt, right? And I think that the reason that he struggles with self-doubt is because in Pinocchio, in the Pinocchio universe, at least what we see in the movie, is he is the only cricket mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So we could generalize a bit and say... He's the only cricket in town, right? Generalize a little bit more. His squad, or platoon, left him to go to the safety of the town. But he gets to town now, and as he starts adventuring with Pinocchio, no other crickets are here, right? Like, I was a war hero. I carried out the mission. It failed, but I held my duty. Mm -hmm. But all the crickets are gone, right? Like, I did it but I'm alone, right? And so then these were these self-doubt things start to come in, This these humbling moments of like, oh, maybe I didn't do it. Yeah, I think that humility would lead him to um, realizing like, this is what it means to be a person. Like, this is what it means to be a man sort of thing. Not like in the sense of like, being a manly man but like being a human be a cricket per se but like in the same way being a cricket like this the same sort of sentiment of this is what it means to live in the world and be a part of it that i being a war hero like that's not what this is about being a mentor to pinocchio even that's not really what it's all about um but helping one another those sorts of things that's what life is more all about and that leads him to onward past the storyline that we see in the movie. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting that he almost kind of sees Pinocchio as his second squad. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I can succeed where I failed. Lieutenant Dan. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The boat tie-in is so good here. <laughs> yes. Lieutenant <laughs> Dan's boat and, and going out to find Geppetto. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> the tie-in is so good. <laughs> Can we please make it canon that the, the little boat's name is like Bubba Gump or something? Yeah. <laughs> the, like Forest. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Jeez. Coconut shrimp. Fried <laughs> shrimp, shrimp gumbo. Cocktail. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So, what he is in his past has kind of changed now um, the elements of his growth, but not necessarily his character arc. Right. That's right? still Because the character the arc same. is okay. Yeah. It's fine. But what happens in that arc is a little different. Or how at least it comes about. Especially right? internally for him. That, mm-hmm. that it changes that a lot because of his past, right? So, I think I think we could also uh, like tie in a little bit of his his leaving and coming back to Pinocchio uh, a couple times, right? How so? With well, I mean, so there there's twice where he gets frustrated and leaves, right? Right, um, because he disagrees with what Pinocchio is doing, or Pinocchio won't listen, um, and I think that that leaving is that frustration because uh, following orders is important. Mm, but Pinocchio sure. won't follow orders. Yeah. So he leaves. But then he comes back because he remembers. My squad abandoned me and this is what happened. So I cannot abandon Pinocchio. Because what if he loses something more than just his wings? Or whatever would be equivalent. What his, if he gets turned into an ass? His strings. What if he gets turned into an ass? <laughs> A donkey. Even more than he already yes. is. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's what I said. Children, children. That's what so, happens in the film. So I think that that, that that that's a way to wow. That's a way to tie in um, that that leaving and coming back is that frustration with not following orders and not being uh, on top of your on top of your game that way. But then the return of I can't leave my new squad behind. 
Yeah. I need I, I need to be with them and I need to have their backs whether they have mine or not. I think that that I think that that should develop into uh, it should broaden up over time too. That it he finds that in Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and then he comes to realize that is not just for Pinocchio either. That his his squad is larger than he thinks. It's Geppetto. It's the fairy. It's everyone that he comes across. So I know this is backtracking a little bit, but we're still okay with the fact that he's a cricket and Pinocchio is a wooden doll coming back to life, or. Do, do those things kind of like change the story a little bit? I know that this isn't about Pinocchio, kind of running into that whole thing again, like they're inextricably linked, mm-hmm. right? But does the time that it takes place in, the fact that it's World War One, is it the context? Like, are we okay with that? Because I think this could work in different contexts, you know? I, so you mean like, but I don't know if it would necessarily be more compelling in different you contexts. Want, you want to pull Pinocchio out? Is that what you mean? Not Pinocchio as like a, the strings and get him out of there. As a character, but maybe Pinocchio in what that character is. Right. I don't. I feel like we could potentially talk about Pinocchio in a different episode, mm-hmm. and that could lead to some some better discussion as far as that. Goes. Right. But so, as far as Jimmy Cricket being a cricket, I'm totally cool with that. In fact, actually, if we more or less keep everything else the same. Not really necessarily, but at least keep Geppetto um, as a woodworker, uh, as a toy maker sort of character. Um, then, with the damage done to Pinocchio's wings, what if G- at the uh, end G- Geppetto, Jiminy, Jiminy's wings? Did I say Geppetto? <laughs> you know, you said Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great! There's a lot wings. of names. Pinocchio's here. wings, you know, classic. <laughs> that, you, you remember that in the movie? Yeah, same yeah. difference. Classic. That was a good scene. Um, when. Because of Jiminy's uh, wing damage, what if Geppetto at the end of the film like makes him some sort of like tiny like wooden violin or something like that? So that he, because you know the rubbing of the wings is how crickets make their like Aww. their singing and their and their, their music. And so what if he gives Jiminy some sort of some sort of instrument, wooden instrument yeah. to. Uh, to let him That's really make the music again. That's not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were saying something about like wooden wings and turning them into the I character. I was wondering that too. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, do we give him a wooden glider? Yeah. And then just chill <laughs> I was not thinking that. But I really enjoy that. I, I think that's very. Sweet. I was going for some wholesome goodness, just wholesome like goodness. in Disney films. Yeah, like a good way to wrap it and um, tie it all up at the end. Is yeah. is Jiminy gets his like. Along with his neato suit and tie, right. he now also has something to make him feel a little more whole. Two questions. Yes. First one, what's Jiminy's nationality? What his... Like, he's in whatever... He's in Italy. Because wh- that's where that's where Pinocchio takes place, officially. Right. He ends up in Italy. Right. Has he always been? Is he a traveler from... Cricketon. Well, if he's coming back... Where is Cricketon located? <laughs> also, it sounds like you're saying you're basically doing a Hobbiton. Yeah, Hobbiton. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. We're making up strange lands for our strange characters. <laughs> Weird. Where is Cricketon? Like, does he have an accent? Is Do we like his like prim and proper... You know? Like, do we want him to be more... Well, I mean, if, if we're going to argue that um, he was on the front lines of the war... Um, Correct. We would have to land him somewhere where there was enough of a of enough conflict to uh, justify him being an angry war vet, right? Yeah. So it would have to be somewhere on the front line. Whether I mean, there's France, Germany. So Pinocchio takes place in Italy officially. Mm-hmm. Italy is bordered by um, France, Switzerland, Austria, and Slovenia to the north. Mm. What were the major, like the major war? I, there were several war-torn countries for sure. in World War One. The main uh, fronts of the first war. France and Germany were probably the two biggest for the most part. Yeah, mm. and and France is a bordering country, so he could be from France. Mm-hmm. France. Would he be- could be from Switzerland. I did say that. <laughs> and it borders. France. <laughs> France would probably make the most sense. It would make the most sense if he was French. 
I, Which, I agree. if we're playing with stereotypes, would also make him a lady killer. But we're not playing... We're always playing stereotypes. <laughs> I mean... That's our job. I enjoy this. I like it. That he's him French. being French. It's, it's a very non-French name. Jiminy. Jiminy Cricket. I mean, Jiminy Cricket could have been his call sign. Mm, and they just adopted it. Because he's like, the war's still going on or whatever. I don't know. The war in his head will always go on. Oof. Yeah. That's Oof. real brutal. Real heavy. Yeah. Oof. Real heavy right now. Um, okay, so Jiminy Cricket from France. Yep. Um, what was his what was his original name? If if Jiminy Cricket was his call sign, what was his original name? Mm. Is he a Russian? Yeah. Jacques Criquet. Jacques Criquet. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Which has changed to the more bastardized. Let me, look up what, <laughs> let me look up what the French word for cricket is. Because they kept hearing... Oh, no, you're correct. Yeah, cricket. Oh, is it cricket? It, yeah, it is. What? <laughs> or, or, I, and, uh, I have no idea if you're, how well you're pronouncing that. Or, but or James, maybe? Like a, a James Criquet? I like Jacques. Yeah, Jacques, Jacques Criquet. Jacques Criquet. And then he heard the American soldiers shouting Jimmy Crickets. And that became his his and like code name like, call sign. Well, that was really nice of them to like sense tone, themselves, tone back the language yeah, of the yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just the one, the one the, pastor. Yeah, yeah, right. was, yeah, the one drafted like uh, Midwestern pastor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Very, uh, oh, what I think it was set in World War Two. What was the name of that film with Hacksaw uh, Ridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He stumbles across those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those World guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same but difference. similar, similar. Yeah, I so. like it. Okay, so that's where he gets his call sign and his original name. Yes, Jacques Criquet. So is he keeping the umbrella, or should we give him something different, or change the umbrella somehow? I think the umbrella is a sign of his wandering. Okay. Like he picked that up along the way to just help him get along. Okay. So um, it's just like a old umbrella. It's nothing special necessarily. Yeah. It's just like it's like a if he's still a cricket, it's like a doll's umbrella that he that he stumbled sure. across. And so there there's patches on it because as he's cruising, it gets old, gets gets holes in it, and so he he patches it up for sure. And so I think that that's definitely a sign of his wandering, his vagrancy, his his bouncing back and forth before he settles down more or less in Italy mm-hmm. with uh, P- Pinocchio and Geppetto. Mm-hmm. Is his ultimate, like, realization, is his ultimate goal to be an official conscience and get that badge? Or is that, like, does that still happen in the movie and then he's not satisfied? Is... I personally would like to take the badge thing away. Cool. Completely. Um, I don't think that... For the character that we've created and where that arc, I think, should go or would go, mm. um, I don't think it would be about that at all. And that would be a weird thing for him. I mean, but I would argue that a war vet would like a badge or a medal. Y- yes. Me. But for that sort of thing... But I would, I would I mean, also... It's, it's kind of like the fairy recognizing that he's done something. Where he was never recognized by his home. Okay, like a, like I, I get that. Medal of Honor kind I of get thing. that. Yeah, I I would argue that that wasn't his his goal. Like his goal wasn't wasn't sure, to get yeah, a no. to get a medal from it. But I think that's kind of like would he accept it though? The fate chose me. Would a war veteran accept a medal of honor? Well, would he consider it a medal of honor? I think he might not. But it's almost like an audience kind of cathartic moment. Right, like it's, sure. it's closure for the story, sure. In a sense, and if and if that's the understood implication that the fairy is giving to Jiminy, they're mm-hmm. like that's the like like the the internal understanding mm-hmm. between the two of them. Yeah. Then in that case, I think that would make sense. Especially make like sense. in the movie, it takes on a super goofy, like almost sheriff style, like badge right. or whatever. But if it takes on the form of more like a stripe or something. Small right. on his yeah. lapel. Uh, a new bar for his... Yeah. Or like... For his uniform. A freaking crazy... Like a brass flower that goes on his lapel. Mm, I like, like that. I think that would be... Like even symbolically more analogous to a metal. Sure. So it's not even needs to be said that this is what it is, right? I think it's like... He, he would view it as this is a recognition of a job well done. Right. Which is... I mean what a lot of metals are. They're right. Not, yeah, yeah. It's not like... Not all medals are like the Purple Heart. No, no, the Medal I, of Honor. Like, I understand. Like so many, so many medals and so many military 
uh, designations and things like that are recognition of a job well done or recognition of a step up in the rank. Mm -hmm. So maybe he recognizes this as, all right, I've graduated. Like this is a recognition of a job well done. And this is recognition of my step up in rank from just a new recruit to this platoon to something a little bit more Mm -hmm. with more responsibility. And then it could even be like slightly bit more closure where it's like the flower, which symbolizes growth. But then like the petals of the flower like maybe it's a rose right and so you see the rose petals and then the petals of the flower look oddly similar to cricket wings okay right so it's like you've done this and then the blue fairy kind of is almost saying i also know what you did earlier and you never got this so this is for that too. But also, the rose looks incredibly similar to the rose from Beauty and the Beast, so that we can get that full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole thing in the full right, yep. Disney uh, internal universe. Yes, thing. Yeah. yeah. Still keep it consistent. We've got to, we've got to have the 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 universe tie together oh, thing because Disney fans love doing that. A lot of them do. So yeah. Yeah. got to put that in there. Um. Yeah, I am a fan of. Um, War torn Geppetto. Nope. Excuse me. War torn Germany. <laughs> War torn yeah. Geppetto might be a whole we'll new. Go back to it. <laughs> a whole new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, when slash if we talk about Pinocchio, that would be something yeah. to talk yeah. about. Geppetto's good... story interweaves with Jimmy Cricket. Is that about our boy is, uh, Geppetto? Is is there conflict between Geppetto and Jiminy because mm. of that? And because they were not on the same side? I mean, G- Jiminy wasn't mm. on his side, and what if Geppetto was, you know, on a side? Forced to be, maybe. And therefore, anyway. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to that one. Okay. Maybe we can go all night. So the closure's good, where he comes from, mm-hmm. what his history is. But where does he go? Afterwards? Right. Where, where is the future of Jimmy Cricket? What is the future of Jimmy post, Cricket? Post-metal. Does he stay with Pinocchio? That's a wonderful question. Um, I would not be opposed to him viewing this as, this is my new platoon, this is my new squadron, and I must have their backs at all times. Mm-hmm. And that means no leaving until the job is done. But what Whatever if they don't job need him to watch their backs anymore? Yeah, what if the mission's done? Yeah. Is the mission done? Is Pinocchio... He's a real boy? What does he see as... Yes, Pinocchio's a real boy, but is he... Is a he, Pinocchio story kind of culminates with that. But is he is he grown enough to be solo, right? Because at this point, he's been given... I mean, in the movie, he's given this badge to continue being Pinocchio's conscience. Right, but... Or a conscience. Maybe, a conscience. Maybe as important um, would be that Jiminy helps to reunite Pinocchio with his father. And at that point is Jimmy's job done because now the conscience of the son, the boy, the human child is the human father. Right. That's my question. Mm, Because I would think that that would be like the torch would be passed off to Geppetto and Jiminy would need to and feel needing to step back from that. I think you might start to get, like I know this is kind of, again, it's so hard to like pull original ideas because there's been years and so many things. But like... I think he would start to kind of wonder where all the crickets are. Sure. Right? Like, where are they? What happened? And I know that it's like a common theme of like, you know, the hero walking off to the sunset or whatever, looking for his home, right? But I I don't think he, as a character, would be satisfied with just settling down. Like, with his background and, and you know, I get stuff done. Like saying, okay, I'm done now, I'm I'm able to relax. Like, I think he would want to know what happened, mm-hmm. where everyone is. So he takes his new digs, and he wanders again, and, yeah, and he goes to find the rest of his missing squadron. With a or, new suit? Yeah. And a clean umbrella. And and his violin. Mm-hmm. That made by Geppetto. A little bit more. Geppetto. Mm-hmm. Geppetto. Or Geppetto makes him a new umbrella, and built into the umbrella... Is I is like an instrument, or, no, like, maker, or something sort. like that. Yeah. I think the the uh, the violin idea is great because I don't I don't remember I don't know exactly if if um, crickets make their noise by by rubbing their legs. It's right? rubbing not their, their legs wings. together, not their wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's true. But I I still kind of like this idea of him kind of recognizing, again, so now the Blue Fairy's recognized what Jimmy's done. 
Geppetto recognizes what Jimmy's done and his way of kind of, you know, passing on the torch like, I've got Pinocchio now, go and do this, is by giving him the violin that's louder than his legs to play and find mm, crickets. I like that. Mm, right. So you, nice. can, you can get that noise out a little farther. A little farther. Right. A little bit more radio calm. Right. More yeah. radio frequency. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like he can reach farther. You know? And uh, a possible uh, ending to the saga for Jiminy could be that eventually he finds his cricket folk or maybe some new ones. Maybe ones that he didn't know before um, and settles down there. And after, after a long life of becoming kind of an elder for his people, um, when he's laid down to rest above in the ground above him... I have a question. Um, Is he burned on a funeral pyre? I was going to say buried. Okay. Because, I was going to say, in the ground above him sprouts these enormous, beautiful rose bushes. I'm really trying to tie it this together, guys. touching. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And it's all about a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And those, I'm crying right and now. And those rose bushes... Are they're like they they grow there and are as such are as beautiful and stuff because of like the blessing placed upon him by the blue fairy and those roses become the impetus for the story or part of the impetus for the story of Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Okay. Mm. Enchanted roses a by possible, the blue fairy. A possible tie-in. Wow. All of that. Uh, doesn't Beauty and the Beast happen pre-World War? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> it's fine. There's time jumps. But, I mean, hey, we can there, figure, we can figure things out later. There weird, I mean, there's weird stuff that happens. We don't have to worry about it right now. I mean, Toy Story, possibly post-post-apocalypse. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole After thing. everyone becomes cars. I... What? They're still humans. Uh... And he's a human boy. No, in, uh, in Cars. Yeah. You said Toy Story. Right. Right, but Cars is also a post-apocalyptic. But Toy Story is post post apocalyptic. So it's after Cars when Cars turn back into humans. Yes. No. No. <laughs> What's going because on? Because the timeline for when Cars and Wally happen is not as off base as that. They're not as far apart as you might. So think. Toy Story happens post Wally. Post Wally is the idea. Anyway, not going to get into that. <laughs> it's like it's literally the the Zelda timeline. And we will we will spin off episode the Pixar timeline, own, yeah, our own timeline. <laughs> it, that could be an interesting episode to talk about timelines in uh, fictional realities. Would be, would be so, save it for the post. So I think also, regardless of whether or not the roses become part of that, the that's Beauty just and the Beast one universe, option, <laughs> right? Regardless of whatever fuel they give eventual theorists of this movie to figure out the timeline that this happens in, sure. I think it'd be great if the rose bushes become the home for the crickets. I agree. Right? Because sure. the rose bush is this symbol of thorny protective exterior with a beautiful interior. Yeah. Right? Whew. Oh my god. I'm crying, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> like this is so intense. <laughs> this is very touching. It's All about of, a cricket. Kind of gross. It's great. All right. A cricket story. A cricket story. <laughs> Jacques Criquet. Jacques Criquet. <laughs> a war cricket. veteran. Yeah. <laughs> is there? I don't know. Is there? Is there a? Is there a scene in there where uh, they go to a brothel and Jimmy is making out with a girl cricket, and then uh, Pinocchio is like just sitting on the bed awkwardly, <laughs> like in Forrest Gump, <laughs> this is so for uncomfortable. the New Year's party. Hey, I'm uncomfortable just thinking about yeah. it. No, I don't like it. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, like, the, the time in between leaving Pinocchio and Rosebush to be fleshed out in a later episode, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. In a revisitation. Yeah. So. Jock is human. Likes the ladies. Yeah. He's not human. He's a cricket. The but... big fairy ladies. <laughs> but he likes those big fairy ladies. Yeah. Big as in big. 100 times his height. <laughs> like, thick. Probably more. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, stupid thick. <laughs> like a dumb but. Vertically. That's not thick. <laughs> that's not what thick means. <laughs> Alright. Alright, friends. Cool. So, yeah. That's... I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. Does anyone have any last minute additions, subtractions, multiplications, or divisions? I've said all of Ed Sheeran's album except for subtraction. He hasn't you made a subtraction, subtraction yet. He hasn't made subtraction yet. Ed Sheeran has made division, multiplication, and add. 
No. I don't know what albums you're talking about, unless you're talking about, so it's X. That's multiplication. And X. And then there's dot, dash, dot. Divide. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's cross. Plus. Yeah, so. Or no, multiplication. He has not made subtraction yet. He's just doing, he's doing PEMDAS. PEMDAS. Thanks for listening this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, with that, I mean, does anyone else have anything else to say? Absolutely not. I'm ready. Um, Cool. Again, if if you guys have any feedback whatsoever, um, you can reach us at our our, um, popular Apocrypha uh, website. Um, You can send us feedback there. Reach out to us. Send us additions to the pit or things that you think... Um, could have been different about Jiminy Cricket, Jacques Criquet, or anyone else. Jacques Criquet. Jacques Criquet. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. That's the weirdest thing. That was French. <laughs> um, but anything about that, you can reach out to us on our socials, social medias. Um, you can reach us basically anywhere on social media at Papa Pot Podcast. Um, and then if you can, you know, drop us a review too. That's one way to reach out to us too. Let us know what you think. What can be improved? What what you like? Um, really, just want to hear from you guys, and really appreciate you for listening in and and sticking through the whole Jacques Riquet saga. If so. if you leave us a review and and I can find it and or and or you tell me where it is on Twitter, then I will uh, I'll read it in the next episode. So. Yes, sir. So we've got the the random number generator pulled up, and yeah, I uh, feel it's kind of bad for making Nick do it twice in a row. So I'll do it this time. Okay. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Alright. Hi, Tyler. Go ahead. Boom. Alright, 29. That would be. Okay, the Magic School Bus slash Miss Frizzle. Mm. Kind of a double? Mm. Yep. A double up? I mean, they're very. They, they're, they're, they're inseparable. Interconnected. They're, they are connected. inseparable. Yeah. Arguably a parasite of one another but we'll talk about that but yeah <laughs> and i believe actually this will be nick's first hosting yes I believe so. so tune in next time bear, bear, bear. i'm scared good i'm excited <laughs> i'm sweaty yeah. how did you know got him because <laughs> that's what i get when i'm nervous and excited bear, bear, bear. all right well bye friends bye sweaty That's not thick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a thick meme.